Hi, Attorney Jew, the host of Health Hotline. I'm sorry. I have not been here for a while. I've been just so busy, I don't even know what day it is anymore, and um, that's a good thing. Time is flying, though, isn't it? It's going by really, really fast. And uh, that's all part of the speed-up of the energy thing that we're in right now, which means, you know, we don't really have time to mess around, do we? Um, I promised people I'd talk about diseases or diseases this week, but... I'm not sure which ones. Um, a lot of people have written me emails <clears throat> uh, that pertain to subjects I've, I've spoken about maybe in the last six to ten weeks, and uh, and I hate to repeat things too much because you can always go down the list on Podomatic or iTunes or on the website and find the topic. Um, actually, Lori and I were just going down the list, and I said, look at this, it's like an encyclopedia. You can just just about look anything up and um, and find some information about it. And there's not oh, a lot of extra things to say all the time, and I don't like to bore people and, and tell them the same thing over again. We came back this weekend. Um, we were in Mobile, Alabama, teaching reflexology, and people learned about a newer or more specialized form of chiropractic, um, but I'm not the one to really discuss that because it's uh, it's there's very few people who do it, and it has more to do with the axis and the atlas getting lined up in your body, which does change things drastically and dramatically. By the way, I I had the chiropractor do an adjustment on me just to first check her out, um, and it is a uh, a non-traumatic, non-invasive almost form of chiropractic, um, which doesn't cause as much like I said, trauma to the body, so therefore doesn't cause a lot of inflammation, at least not the way regular chiropractic will for some people, and it's it's something to investigate. Um, specialists, they, they really specialize in the atlas and the axis, the two parts of the upper part of your spine that go into your head and brain, and making sure that those are aligned correctly so that the rest of the spine can, can fall into place and stay there. And we all know about chiropractic that that if the spine is not aligned, that the spinal nerves go to every single system and organ in the body. So if something is unplugged, it won't work unless that spine is aligned correctly. And we also all know from reading book one and two and other things that um, your spine won't stay aligned without hydration and proper mineralization, which means that you have to be getting the the, uh, the minerals from your foods or from supplements, and you have to have good, healthy water to to help the intervertebral discs maintain their hydration and do what they're supposed to do. So we talked about that this weekend. We did a lot, of course, on, on reflexology. We enjoy teaching, and it's exhausting. We were on our feet from from uh, early in the morning after a horrible storm. Um, which woke everybody up at 3.20 and drove through the storm to Mobile, unloaded all kinds of things that we need to teach, including, you know, six to ten at a time reflexology chairs and all the things that go with them. And then we teach from uh, 8 o'clock in the morning to 7 or 8 at night and drive back home and then go all the way back and start teaching at 8 o'clock the next morning again. So we're on our feet a lot, and that's tiring, and none of us are, are 26 or, or whatever. So that kind of kind of wore us down a little bit. We have more classes coming up. You can go on the website and find those. But we'll be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We'll be up in um, Mississippi, someplace. <laughs> and um, we, you know, we do go um, over a lot of states in this country. And you can usually find us someplace, especially in the summertime when it's a lot easier to travel. <clears throat> 
I wanted to answer one person's question. Big Dave had wrote me quite a while ago, and uh, nobody knows who he is, so Dave, does, it's okay because they don't know I'm talking about you. Um, but he asked a, a few different questions, and one of the ones he talked he asked about was prostate problems because I don't talk a lot about male health problems. And uh, prostate, of course, is one of them. And doctors right away want to do all kinds of weird things to men the same way they, they want to do to women when it comes to things that they don't understand. So it's obvious that we don't understand male health because of what's going on on the Internet and what's going on with pharmaceutical companies. Um, men don't understand their own bodies, nor have they taken the time always to do so, whereas women are much more in touch with their bodies because more things happen to them that are obvious for most of their lives. So as far as prostates go, what men need to understand about prostate problems and prostate cancer, that first of all, understand what cancer is. It's it's because we haven't paid attention to our bodies, listened to the signals that our bodies start proliferating cells trying to save itself before the soul says goodbye because the soul is here for a specific reason and if we're not paying attention, it will leave. Um, so there are signals going back and forth in that energy all the time. And the soul is basically, in, in easy layman's terms, telling the body to provide symptoms, provide pain, which is a gift, to let us know that we should be taking care of something because until it's taken care of, the soul doesn't have the proper energy and alignment to do what it's here to do. So with, with men, um, prostate problems often come from a few different areas. One of the main ones is the spine. Okay, spinal alignment, lower back problems. Men who have been runners, running is not necessarily good for your um, spine, especially if you run on any kind of concrete or asphalt. I don't care what kind of shoes you have. It's not a good thing to do. We used to run when animals ran too on, on the ground, which um, was much more conducive to providing support for our arches and our feet. And you ran on, on dirt, and dirt gives you know, you leave footprints in the dirt, you leave footprints in the sand, but a lot of people run on asphalt and um, concrete sidewalks, and it really does a job on your feet and, therefore, a job on your uh, spinal alignment. It causes a lot of trauma to the spine. Okay, so even if you're not a runner and you're a man and you're having prostate problems, um, that could be from the way you're sleeping, it could be anything, but the, the main thing is is that you need to first check your spinal alignment to make sure that everything is plugged in the way it's supposed to because the lower lumbar area will control the prostate, among other things, and um, the, ureter, the ureter and the kidneys and the ureter tract and all kinds of things like that. So make sure that that's aligned, first of all. Uh, and second of all, make sure that you're protecting your feet because your feet will affect your your whole spine. If there's anything going on with trauma to your feet, you've got a problem. And then you, after you've done all that, um, kidneys are extremely important to the health of the urinary tract, and, and people just always separate these things and put them into little boxes. You know, the kidneys are one thing, and the bladder is another, and the ureter is another, and all that, but they're connected. They're part of a system, and when one part of a system breaks down, um, the me the me generation doesn't get it that you know when when one part breaks down the other two can't go on on their own and so they the symptoms pop up um, so I would make sure that my kidneys are working correctly that I'm I don't have a lot of excess acid coming out of the kidneys or a lot of excess toxins you know we're in a 
uh, a time now when people are either totally toxic and not doing anything about it, or they have been so totally toxic that they're cleansing all the time, which is very toxic to do. You can't cleanse all the time and have your body be healthy. You can't be in a constant cleanse. That would be like cleaning the same place on your floor every minute of every day because you're sure that one second later it got dirty again. And it's possible that it did, but there has to be a balance. And without that balance, the, the body gets confused. So um, if you're cleansing too much, your kidneys have to pass most of those toxins. Most of our toxins come through our kidneys and bladder, um, not not through our bowel movements or whatever. They come through the kidneys and bladder. So your kidneys take on a whole lot of misery. Uh, and even the water that you're drinking, if it's not healthy water, if it's not safe water, will cause eventually your kidneys to, to break down and stop working because they can't handle the 796 plus chemicals that are in water along with the chlorine and the fluoride, etc. So those are two areas to check. If you're still having problems, um, I would start with a reflexologist. Uh, not necessarily a holistic health person, but a reflexologist to start working your feet and see where the problem is coming from reflexively. A certified reflexologist can, through you know a few different um, sessions, not just the very first one, but a few sessions can help you determine where some of your problems have started. And sometimes, uh, when we talk about prostate, but even with prostate, it could it could be starting from someplace else. So you, you know, a reflexologist will do your whole entire foot, which takes care of both feet, which takes care of every system in your body and putting it back into balance. And you can see where there might be congestion or misalignment or problems um, that are blocking what's happening to the rest of your system. When you get down to the point of now you know where the problem is coming from or why, that's when you start asking about. Um, homeopathic remedies or herbs or things like that. So there's no real answer. See, everybody wants the allopathic answer, even if they're holistic in nature. They're, they they know about alternative health and they know about holistic health, but when there's a problem with their own bodies or their families or their friends, they want to know what to take to fix it. And that's not really how it works. You really have to find the cause of the problem. Otherwise, you're taking 50 different things and you don't know why. And then you know, six months later you change to a different 50 things and you end up with a with a whole closet full of things you, you never knew why you were taking. So don't start with drugs and don't start with, with um, even remedies. Uh, there's no remedy until you know why. And all you have to do is ask. If you ask your body where it's coming from, close your eyes and, and see which color comes into your mind first. Learn about the chakra system. Go back to book one, I think, explains the chakras better than book two. But go back there and, and read about the chakras and and see which color you keep focusing on, and you'll know that that's an area of your body that needs attention. It's out of balance, and that out of balance could be that it's really overactive, not even underactive, that it's doing too much. And once you get it back into balance, you'll see more clues about where you need to be going to get back um, to, where, to where a balanced health, where balanced health is. Holistic health isn't that complicated, but it's hard to explain to people who keep looking for allopathic answers. Um, you just don't do it. You don't look for the herb to take. You don't find out which vitamin is the best one and and uh, and take excess things because you heard from your friends that that's what you need to do. You don't go to Walmart and buy vitamins. You don't go to Walgreens and buy vitamins. 
Um, you don't listen to the gurus in the infomercials on Saturdays tell you which vitamins to take. You, you have to understand why you are eating, what you're eating, when you're eating, what you're getting from your food, what you're getting from your water first. Then know that because you are missing certain things in that, in that diet that you are on, whether it's you're on all green leafy vegetables, well that's great, except then you're not getting any fats. And Lori told me actually to talk about this because there's um, somebody in our life who thinks that you're not supposed to have any fat in your diet because you need to be as skinny as possible. Well, being slim is nice if you're supposed to be. If you're, if you're supposed to have a little more meat on your bones, that's good too. But the point about fats is that we have certain parts of our body that need fats. We transport vitamin E and vitamin A through fat content in our body. Vitamin E takes care of your cardiovascular system and your skin. Vitamin A takes care of lots of things in your body, including being stored in your liver. But without, those, without the fats in your body, those vitamins can't go to any place else. They can't get transported. So those of you who are on fat-free diets, think again. Um, you may be skinny, but you're not going to live long. And you won't be able to have children if you're 26 or 28 years old and you weigh 100 pounds. You won't be having children. Um, and, and then when you get to be 45 or 60 and you finally learn these things, you won't be able to have children. And you won't be able to recover in time because you have deprived your body of a necessary nutrient like fat that that is absolutely necessary. And once you finally learn that you're not supposed to deprive it, you start adding it, it will take three to nine times longer. That's a three, six, nine. Three to nine times longer for your body to reintegrate fats and know how to deal with them because you've changed the chemistry. The same thing with water. A lot of people haven't drank water for, you know, 25 or 35 or 40 years, and they start drinking water because they finally get it, that they're supposed to be hydrated. Well, they practically drown themselves because they overdrink the amount of water that um, that their body can handle. You're, not, you're used to being dehydrated. It's just like a, a desert. If you have a dry piece of land and you suddenly pour 16 inches of rain on it, it's not going to absorb anywhere, is it? It's going to run off someplace because it can't. It doesn't know how to absorb it. But if you pour 16 inches of rain into a swamp, you still have a little standing water, but it gets absorbed very quickly because it's used to being that hydrated. If you are a dry person who isn't hydrated and you're suddenly learning that you need to be because dehydration is the number one killer in America, that doesn't mean go out and start drinking three to four gallons of water a day. You'll drown yourself. You'll wash out every nutrient that you ever had and bolt yourself up and, and decide that it wasn't a good thing to do, and then you'll stop drinking water altogether all over again. You start slowly. You drink, um, you know, a glass of water in the morning and a glass at night to begin with for a couple of weeks, and then you drink two glasses in the morning and one in the afternoon and one at night, and you build up that way. You see people carrying water bottles with them all the time, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Um, bad because we're throwing all those plastic bottles into into uh, dumps and, and they're not being recycled and and they're still being cleaned with chlorine and all those things. But the good thing is, is that at least they're trying to carry water with them and hydrate themselves on some regular basis. Our most dehydrated part of our society is probably our teachers because if they drink during water during classes, then they have to go to the bathroom and they can't leave the classroom, so they don't drink. And neither do the children. The children don't get out to drink either. And when they do, it's 
10 o'clock in the morning and 2 o'clock in the afternoon, they're taken to the drinking fountains, or they used to be. A lot of schools don't even do that anymore. Um, and then taken to the bathrooms and things like that. But we're not doing anything correctly. And I think if, uh, if you're a teacher out there, what I would do is start instituting a small little movement of people who, uh, other teachers who say, you know what, we need hydration and so do the kids. And so if, I'm going to hydrate myself while I'm teaching all day, which is not an easy job to begin with, and the kids are going to hydrate themselves like they should, then we need to institute a more creative way of leaving the classroom in the hands of another teacher and rotating back and forth, bathroom times for the teachers, same as they are for the kids, and making sure that the kids drink water when they take that break, good water. Uh, but that's okay, so we're a little off the track, but... <clears throat> All of this is always integrated into looking for the cause of what's going on and, and understanding that everything we put into our bodies is a, is a catalyst for change, I guess is the best way to put it. If you put something bad into your body, you're changing the chemistry and it is going to show you that it's not good for you. If you try to put too much good into your body, you can only do so much good before the rest is runoff. So don't take 20 multiple vitamins because you think you haven't taken them for years, so now it's time to, to really load up on vitamins. Um, you just won't absorb them. They'll run off someplace else and become toxic to you because you're taking too many. If you are um, uh, starting to run and do all the outside things that happen in the spring and early summer, Remember that, yeah, being slim is great, and you should lose the excess weight and bloat that you have from eating incorrectly all winter and not getting enough exercise. But don't go away from the basic nutrients because you're going to hurt yourself. Um, and if you're running, you might try only running on grassy areas or beaches. You know, running on the sand is okay as long as you're on the flat part of the sand on beaches and not the where one leg is higher than the other, where you're really running where the sand meets the shore. If you're running in fields, they shouldn't be artificial turf. They shouldn't be um, hard-mounded fields. They should be our old grassy fields that we used to have. And if you're running on concrete in the city, don't run as much as you used to. Go, you know, go walking and <laughs> go to a gym and do other things to get that exercise because you're, you're going to hurt your back. You're going to hurt, because you're hurting your feet, a lot of internal organs while you're doing the running. And I was a runner. I understand completely. As a child, I ran like crazy. I was fast as heck. And and um, and I do have back problems. And even if I was teaching this weekend from standing on concrete for the number of hours that we did, we didn't do a lot of heavy work. We did a lot of reflexology and bending over to help people understand how to do certain techniques and, and all of that kind of stuff. But standing up on concrete without even pounding our heels into the floor was enough to hurt all of our backs one way or the other and hurt our leg muscles and and uh, bother the feet, and so we all need body work now. <clears throat> Something to think about, okay? Okay? Um, keep looking for the classes because we are we are just everywhere. I'll be gone in May for a while up north in Buffalo uh, for my daughter's graduation from college. Lori's going to be in New York. There are ways to get a hold of us. Um, but we're we're traveling around. We're tr also trying to get some holistic health classes going, so those of you who are within, you know, five or six hundred miles. If you can if you want to get um a dozen people together and hold a holistic health class, I'd be glad to try to schedule that in for you and get up there and teach you a two or a four or an eight hour introduction to holistic health. Um with a whole 
bunch of things going on with uh, hands-on stuff and uh, uh, Native American medicine wheel and, and things like that. So if you've got a bunch of friends and you can guarantee that, of course, we ask for deposits and, and things. Not not really expensive, but um, if you can guarantee that, then I'll come up there and teach all of us to California and, um, and get you going on some different things. And you'll also feel then like you have a community of support around you who want to accomplish the same things holistically and, and health-wise with your body. We see what's going on politically and we see what's going on globally. Um, can't believe those 400 kids from that compound, and I'm sure there are more. And that is not the only place, by the way, where children are being exploited and, and abused that way. Um, and I'm glad that, we're, that we don't see the ACLU saying that maybe we shouldn't be going in there because it's against somebody's rights or whatever. Uh, also things going on with the, the sheriff in Arizona who is... He's got um, a whole bunch of fans on one side saying, you know, great, he's doing the things that need to be done to, to stop a lot of crime in Arizona. And then there's the people on the other side who say he's sadistic and, and all of that stuff. You need to make up your own mind. I think he's doing things to stop the, the uh, border crossings. And he's also letting people know that if you go to prison, if you commit a crime and you are guilty, that you're not going to get a free ride from here on in. So uh, on that side, I'm with him. On the other side, I've heard some things where he exploits them to the point of, of uh, furthering his own life and, and stopping people from even talking about him. So who knows if I'll still be here next week if he hears this. But but I've heard those kinds of things, and, and we have to get a handle on that to see what's going on because it does affect thousands and thousands of people. Thank you to the two women who went and blocked the, um, chained themselves to the gate in Yellowstone to stop the slaughter of the bison. Uh, they slaughtered more this year than ever and nobody knows even what they did with the slaughtered remains of, of all those bison. And they're only, um, actually they, they slaughtered a quarter of the full herds and now are blaming it on the government for not putting up um, uh, fences and, and uh, doing different things. And, and, and my feeling was, well, you know what? They're moving in the wintertime to get food. So all people had to do was go lay out food. <laughs> Just go throw some bales out there and uh, keep them within the park, and they wouldn't have to move away from the park to find the food. It was too cold, it was too snowy, they couldn't find food, they'd go roaming to find it, so would you. And imagine, in this world, if you were where we're going to be in a few years, where you don't have your own food in your own yard, and there isn't any food being delivered to you because gas prices are over $10 a, a gallon, and truckers stop providing it, and we're not importing all of our food from China, like chickens, etc. If you want to see a story on chickens, I can send you one. Um, everybody thinks chicken's the best food because beef is no good. Well, I got news for you. You won't want to eat any more chickens that you buy already rotisserie or not. After you see that story, but anyway, when we get to that point where we don't have any of those things anymore, we're going to start roaming to find food too. And um, I wouldn't doubt if at that time that somebody decided that we should all be herded up and slaughtered because we couldn't find food and we stepped on somebody else's line. So watch the animals. They teach you everything. They're teaching us about us. And because the buffalo um, is especially the animal that sacrifices individually for us and always has. Native Americans have always known that. Because they're the ones who do that, you you have to listen to their messages. So you keep getting the message that 60 of them and 600 of them and 500 of them and 100 of them are being slaughtered because you're looking for food. Know that that's in your future somewhere if things don't change, if we don't start taking charge of our health, our future, our country, um, and our planet. And that's all for today. I will come back in a couple of days, I promise. I'll be back um, 
by Friday morning uh, and and try to get this together a little bit better so I don't let you down. In the meantime, go to earthlock-usa.com. Buy the books, please. Tell people to buy the books. I can't believe what you people are doing when you're not buying book two. But, but um, <clears throat> keep me in business somehow, okay? And until then, this is Raina G. Pass the word on. Thanks for listening. <laughs>